0: Hey, everybody, what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel. And I'm Misfits Tamara. And this is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. Podcast. It's a show all about women who are friends who watch wrestling. Mm -hmm. Today, we're being joined by a fellow pro wrestling fan, Karen. Hello. Karen P., what up? I've been trying. It's it's amazing that you are on the show. We've been trying to do this (laughs) for well over a year now.
1: I'm still a bit salty that we had that great WrestleMania 33 conversation and then it got completely disappeared.
0: No, yeah. I was so met so for for we talked about it briefly <laughs> on Twitter when it
1: happened, but we recorded a whole like hour long episode. <laughs> I think it was 90 minutes. We yeah. just kept talking and talking and talking and then
0: and then poof, it, into the
1: ether. It, it
0: it was terrible like the, <laughs> it, yeah, it just couldn't be broadcast. So glad we're finally fixing it. Um so if you're new here, we are uh, a podcast wherein women who like wrestling talk with other women who like wrestling and about various topics. And today's topic is uh, the CEO cross new Japan event that happened, um, fusions, fusions. we're going to get to that. Um, I've been calling it X this whole time, but Kara let me know it was cross so that I wouldn't. I, th- embarrass
1: <laughs> I thought it was X two, So don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you're joining us for the first time, we are now passing you the digital collection plate. Uh, please either give us five stars on iTunes or $3 on Kofi.com slash Sarah, the rebel. Thank you. Kofi. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. We call it Kofi here, because
2: because Kofi. Kofi Kingston. He deserves it. Oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he deserves a shout out because they're never gonna give him another individual title or let him win a rumble. So somebody gotta <sighs> give him his props. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not
0: salty or anything. What are you talking it ain't about? Ain't right. It ain't right, and everyone knows it ain't right. Mm-hmm. That's the true post-racial America. Right. right? Well, <laughs> well, when when every... Kofi can win the yeah. world Rumble, <laughs> then we'll know then that we'll we've doubt. truly made it. <gasps> So, Karen, uh, we like to start off with a little mini interview when we have a guest so that people can get to know you. All righty. So we'll start with the easy softball questions. How'd you get into wrestling?
1: Well, it's really interesting because I started watching back in college, which is around 1999, 2000. So I actually watched the Monday Night Wars unfold in real time my senior year of college. hmm and I so, think I was
0: a baby.
1: Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, problems were... First of all, how dare you? <laughs> right? Um, and then shortly after that, I moved to Japan for a couple of years. And had I known what the pro wrestling scene influence of Japan would have on the modern era, I would have actually gotten into it when I lived over there from between 03 and 08 But I didn't. And I didn't know the right way to step into that. So I just kind of like lovingly looked at it from afar and then never asked any questions about it. Wow. Uh, right? Yeah. And then when I came back to the States, I had been back for a few years. I started watching NXT in 2014 because I got a one-year subscription to the WWE Network for my birthday. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, I got two free tickets to the Cruiserweight Classic quarterfinals and finals here at Full Sail in Orlando. So I got to, that's how I got like really into it. And then it just, it kind of escalated from there. I started going to regular house shows. They announced WrestleMania was here in Orlando, uh, 2017. So I went to the pre-party, went to like a week and a half of no sleep with all the wrestling.
0: (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Sounds awesome. So why were you in Japan?
1: I was a teacher on the Japan exchange and teaching program. So from 2003 to 2008, I lived in a very teeny tiny prefecture west of Osaka named Totori. The joke was that it's Totori totally small. It's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got that. It was, it, I think it still is the most leastly densely populated prefecture in the entire country. Oh. And it was the l- very last one to get a Starbucks. Oh, like, what, what did it have like, one or- while you were there? No, it's like within the last three years, they finally got one. Oh, man,
0: so sad. So that's really cool. That actually answers a couple (laughs) of my questions. Um, Who would you say is your favorite wrestler? Are we talking just
1: WWE? Because I've got lists. No. (laughs) Anyone you want. All right. In the WWE main roster, Asuka and Hideo Itami uh, are two of my favorites, along with Finn Balor. Okay. Beard
2: looking real strong this week.
1: (laughs) Uh, I. I haven't watched this week. I've like I've been like trying to catch up from my sleep from going to CEO. So I've just been going to bed at like eight o'clock, like at a little old lady. <laughs> mm, delicious sleep. I know. I'm like, yeah, that sounds yeah, nice. Oh, sounds so, very nice. so good. <laughs> I want a nice like slab of sleep. So bad. Um in NXT right now, my top three are actually Kyrie Sane, Ricochet. And I'm really hoping they finally give them the proper push they deserve, the mighty, formerly known as TM61.
0: Um, so do you also watch Japanese wrestling now or are you mostly on NXT focus
1: uh, right now? New Japan and I, I'm in a relationship with New Japan. That's my relationship. <laughs> Is it complicated? <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to ask me to pick my favorites, it's exceptionally complicated. Is it just all of them? <laughs> no, actually it's not. Um, I, I, there are things I love about New Japan and there are things that I Still kind of a little bit of issue with here and there, but that's mainly from a Westerner who's lived in Japan standpoint, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have my top three favorites are Kushida, Tanahashi, and Rapongi 3K.
0: Roppongi. Rapongi. Uh. So I really love Rocky Romero. Uh, well, I, I didn't know that much about New Japan and ended up going to the show they had here last year. And then freaking out really hard when Rocky came out because I didn't <laughs> I didn't even know that he you know was at New Japan, and I'm like my boyfriend had this amazing match with him just a few months before, so I'm like I know that one and got really really hype and saw that he has the best song on the
1: roster. Agree or disagree? Oh, see, it all depends on what what you what genre you like to go with. Mm-hmm. M- lately, my jam has been Gotos. Goto Hiroki's Entrance. It's very, like, p- period era, or sorry. If you can't
0: sing it to me right now, then it loses, because I sang rapongi Vice to you. Go.
1: <laughs> I am not, you don't want me to sing, and I will not sing Kazuninare for Suzuki, even though that's a fantastic song. I don't have the, the pipes for that kind of power ballad. Oh, fine, but you lose. So Uh, (laughs) disagree so for
0: for someone who's new to japanese wrestling and maybe even discovered it through this event how do you watch new japan
1: uh i have a subscription to new japan world um but before i finally got to that point um just like on youtube if you just look up search new japan or pro wrestling noah or any of the promotions that you have interest in um they have matches on there Uh, But what actually kicked the door open for me last summer was the Pro Wrestling World Cup that was held by Defiant Wrestling, which was formerly WCPW. Uh, They had a Japan qualifying bracket, and the list of people who were in the bracket, most of which I finally saw for the first time this past weekend, it had Kushida, Sho, Tiger Mask, Bushi, Hiromu, Yo, Rioski, uh, sorry, Rioski Toguchi and Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm.
0: So I got to see quite a few of those people when I went to the New Japan camp, and Kushida actually taught us for one day. He took over the camp. Um, Shibata was the main instructor. Rocky, oh. this is a secret apparently because of Kayfabe, but Rocky was also one of our main instructors. Not along secret no more. Sky. I'm sure other people have mentioned it, but like he wouldn't appear in any of the official pictures right, right. they posted because I think they treat Kayfabe very seriously. Yeah, in, in yeah they
1: way. are protectors of the Kayfabe. Like you travel with your faction, you stay with your faction, you socialize with your faction. You're, you ne- you're never taking pictures with people in other factions. It's very like, not like, fake gang warfare but they just try to keep it very compart- compartmentalized right mm-hmm. but it was the match between Kushida and Show Tanaka that made me like be like whatever this is whoever that is I want more of that all the time <laughs> i like that they're called what Show and Yo mm-hmm. yes <laughs> it's the best they, they both dropped their last names and they shortened Yohei to Yo
0: good just so they can i do it I for understand. the rhyme you gotta do it for the rhyme,
2: because what you know? Why? What else? What are we here for? You gotta have that sweet, sweet name. Saren, Tam- we well, would have gonna, to turn it to Tamara have... to make it work. Oh no, yeah. never. no, I would. I would Sarah I would, and Tamara. I would hurl myself off the top of. <laughs> Come, Come on, your friend Tamara is Ugh, so
0: nice. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> it's not my name. Um, what do you call <laughs> <think? laughs> Do you watch any Japanese women's wrestling, or do you just stick to New Japan?
1: Um. I've watched a little bit of stardom here and there uh, because one of my favorite indie girls, Rachel Ellering, one of the best people you will ever meet on the entire planet, is uh, was wrestling in stardom earlier this year. And she also ended up wrestling against Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. And we all know what's going on with Miss Io these days. And in case anyone listening doesn't know, she
0: is going to the WWE. Where she was meant she, to be all along, mm-hmm. but it had a neck injury last year, and they didn't accept her.
1: Correct. And possibly a
0: heart in, thing oh. as well. but oh Yeah, she,
1: like, the medical thing last year was really complicated, so they gave her a year, and she got it all sorted out, and she's on her way. It looks, got a so. bionic heart now, WWE,
0: yeah. what up? I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened.
1: Sadly, there's it. no balconies in full sail for her to dive off of. Well, but Yeah. It's a like it anyways.
0: song. <laughs> she's got thick skin and a bionic heart. Yeah, that should be your entrance.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: Um so this is from our last show that never got to see the light of day. This this question right here, who has the best gear in wrestling?
1: Oh gosh. All right. So for the women, I'm I'm think I'm going to be able to drag it back to what we talked about last time cuz I don't think it's changed. It's only gotten better for these two. Asuka and Charlotte. Mm. Agreed. I love 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 everything about their their robes and their style and the way they, they they haven't changed their look much at all in the last few years but it's still every time they walk out onto a stage or on TV I'm just like oh wow that's great presentation. You're, you're stunning <laughs> um I, I like the, a sparkle and I like a cape. Yes. I yeah I do I do like some cape wind. Mm-hmm. Uh for men Drew McIntyre and Johnny Gargano. Hmm John,
0: I guess I'm not remembering Johnny gargano as well i don't watch nxt as much so i cannot Uh, argue
1: well in recent in recent takeovers and things like that johnny's been doing a lot of nerd inspired Ah. superhero gear so he had thor ragnarok gear for takeover new orleans and then he had captain america like sort of like military fatigues for this past takeover both of which I I check it out. Beautiful to watch. Yes, I think he would appreciate it. Yeah, I and probably was would. Entire, uh, I think it was a takeover last year. I don't remember when it was, but he walked out with the a kilt, mm. a belt, and no shirt. Yeah. Oh. And I, out, all my friends were watching it. We just said, and we were like, that is a man. <laughs> I was going to say that,
2: like, you said Drew McIntyre, and I was like, I can't think of what his gear looks like, because all I can think of are his legs. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh, every time I try to look at his gear, I'm looking at his thighs instead. It's a thing. I
0: think we had that problem with Simon Gotch when he came out here and wrestled, and we were just like, Simon, why your thighs?
2: I was not expecting his legs to be that that meaty in real life.
0: meaty thighs. (laughs) Very impressive. Um, You know what you just reminded me of, though? Something I want to share. So we'd seen a few people, I mentioned it before, um, both in WWE and on the indie scene, um, repping some Black Panther-inspired gear. And this Saturday at the AWS Women's Tournament, um, Mia Yim had Black Panther gear on, which first of all is cool. I love me some Mia Yim. Yeah, Mia Yim, for anyone who doesn't know, she's Blasian. That's her thing. What'd she call herself? The Blazian babe or the Blazian bo- something? Blazian badass Boncho, or something? Blazian baddie? Blasian baddie, that's it. Mm. She calls herself the Blasian baddie. Uh, her family was there, by the way, and it was so adorable because during the match, the heel was like, is this your daughter? She's like choking her on the rope. But the family's <laughs> like, yes, is this we your love king? Her. <laughs> Well, then, what I realized was, so she's wearing the black and gold. Um, her opponent, Nicole Savoy, was actually wearing black and purple, and I realized it's either a more subtle because it kind of looked like it Black Panther version as well, or she just wore it because it looked like it. But it looked like when the gold Black Panther and the purple Black Panther mm-hmm. battle happened. So I really oh, you know, that. they called each other and be like, you know what, <laughs> we're gonna do this, we're do it, right? <laughs> right.
2: She did. It. She did ask if if this
0: was your, I mean. Is this your? Did she come out and ask, "Hey daughter. Auntie"? Did she say that? <laughs> no, she should have said, "Hey Auntie." <laughs> oh man, I wish I could get Nicole Savoy a hot comb though, but that's another oh, story. Wow. Um, so we're going to talk about CEO Cross New Japan for anyone who doesn't know, CEO has been going on for a while now. It, I believe, was is up to the second largest uh, video game tournament in America, and it's on the East Coast in Florida. And just like most other fighting game tournaments, it started off, you know kind of small, maybe like I think 300 probably participants or something like that, and it's just grown and grown every year. And it came into the wrestling world spotlight when Kenny Omega started attending it. And then there was an exhibition match between Kenny and Xavier Woods, and that was kind of a big deal because that I believe that was one of the first times we got to see something like that I think thing uh, New Japan still kept things on a pretty tight leash and WWE kept things on a pretty mm-hmm. tight leash so that was one of the first major times we saw the two companies come together to do a thing and it was at CEO and they had a lot of wrestling references like you actually got into a ring to play on the main stage kind of stuff um, so that's a little history of CEO. Karen do you have anything to add? Because I don't know if you've attended any other year or...
1: I actually you know last I year was the first time I went um, some of my girlfriends who were more familiar with Kenny and uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor, they really, really, really wanted to go for the offshot of being able to see him. And I'm just like, at that point, I hadn't started watching New Japan yet, and I didn't watch Ring of Honor. So I was like... Uh, Sure. I like video games. I like fighting games. I can play a little bit of Street Fighter. It's cool. So we went. And for those who went to uh, WrestleMania week events here in Orlando, it was the same hotel where WrestleCon was held and the WrestleCon Super Show. So there's a little ballroom. And the hallway wraps around most of the ballroom, so the hallway was kind of narrow, though. But there was people with TV; they would bring their own TVs and power strips, and there'd be game cubes in the hallway. Yeah. And it was interesting for me as a woman going to a fighting game convention uh, tournament like that for the first time, because—and I'll say it—and it's going to sound weird. I never felt more invisible but safe at the same time because I, people were so into the game they were playing or the, or the people they were spectating that it was like, I was, I was, I never was groped. I didn't have any inappropriate questions. Nobody was leering at me. Like I could move around freely like a fly on the wall and be able to soak everything in. And it was the best feeling. Are you sure you weren't wearing an invisibility cloak? <laughs> I was wearing an up, up, down, down shirt. So unless that was the secret. That's the code. Uh, that's what it that's does. Exactly. <laughs> Cheek code, man. Chico.
0: code. Um, so that's funny that you say that. I often, um, I used to try to write article. Every time I go to a, like a big game convention, I try to make myself write an article. I do interviews and stuff, but ultimately I'm too lazy to be a journalist is my big, big character <laughs> flaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, about the fact that the, the fighting game community does try in person to be very welcoming to women players. And they, most of them make a conscious effort to like ask like, Oh, are you, are you playing? Like they won't assume you're somebody's girlfriend. Um, they'll, they will assume you're playing smash though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, you know, like it, it's not a terribly negative thing. It is online. Like if you're in a Twitch chat, it it gets kind of gross, but (laughs) if you're there in person, like no one says that kind of stuff to you in person. And instead it's kind of like you said, if, if you're not playing, you know, and if someone else is playing, you're kind of, you're invisible. Or you're just like anybody else.
1: Yeah, it was and it was really cool because I like for me up until last summer, the last time I had bought a video game console was like a GameCube and a PS2. Like I hadn't I hadn't bought or played video games for a good portion of maybe 10 years. So when I walk in there and they're like, this is check-in seven, and I'm like, seven? <laughs> when when did we get to seven? What Street Fighter five? Where have I been? Oh yeah, I've been not online playing games (laughs) yeah it's so it's hard for me because a lot
0: of people i used to be very much a part of this world the the video game tournament world because um for those of you who are longtime listeners cap one was my roommate for a while and he's very involved in the fgc fighting game community and in fact was there he usually goes to ceo and he was there um helping with stage managing which which we'll get to in a moment um Mm -hmm. the same thing he does at e3 and um people would always ask me like, Sarah, why aren't you competing? And because they know I play Tekken Mm -hmm. and um, they always had an interesting response to my response. So my response was, I'm not, I'm not good. I don't practice. Oh, then we can, and, we can play second
1: then, because yeah. I'm terrible.
0: <laughs> and, well, then I will take you up on that. We will play. Um, but then people's response to that was, um, most of us are not that good. All it takes is one lucky day in the brackets. Mm-hmm. And so they they are, like I said, very welcoming to, to new players and to lesser skilled players. They're like, you should just try. Yeah. Because you never know. You could be paired up with somebody who is also new. And boom, there you go. Now you're in the second round. So... Um, the fighting game community, I, <clears throat> I love it. I've talked about it before on a uh, woman up podcast or old podcast, how they also are really good about using the correct pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, trying to be welcoming to the LGBT and trans community. And I think they do a better job, uh, than a lot of other conventions that I've seen.
2: Yeah. It seems like, um, a lot of times these things are not necessarily the people who will show their face and be in attendance. It's the people on the outside. Right. Um, So yeah, it's a, it's interesting, uh, dynamics to, to, to
1: look at. So Karen, you were there this year. I was, and I, I think this is the first time I've actually gone away to a convention because other than that, I usually just stick to the ones that are here in Orlando. So like, I mean, Daytona beach is only an hour and change away from my house, but like I had to like board the dog and pack up my bags and get my PS4 and grab my friends. And it was It was like a staycation, but I haven't gone that hard in a very long time. I'm like, I was mainlining coffee and getting like three hours of sleep. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm still standing right now, but I had such a fantastic time. That's so
0: funny because it's something I take so for granted living in L.A. Mm. Because there's so many conventions here we've got Comic-Con coming up. So for the New Japan portion of it, um, I know that it was... The main thing that people are talking about are the actual wrestling matches. Were there other things that the folks from New Japan did as well? Like how Kenny and uh, Xavier had had that, like, match? Like, did they actually do any video game-focused things?
1: Actually, there were two panels. Um, one was an exhibition for Fire Pro Wrestling World. That's oh, getting, yeah. It's currently on Steam, but it's getting a PS4 release on August 28th, I believe. Heck yeah, that's when so I'll get. It, they had the Golden Lovers... Versus Alex Jabaley and a tag team partner. Uh, if you are familiar with Blue Pants from WWE, Leva Bates, they're all they're all friends and hang out. So it was a tag team exhibition match, which ended up being a repeat of the night before's main event. So Kenny and Coda played as themselves. Uh, Alex and, or sorry, Jabaley and Leva played as Naito and Hiromu. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's adorable.
1: That's and so it was a good it was a good fight. And then the next day around around the same time, they had a Soul Calibur Six demo. Ooh. and it was team Elimination style. So it was kind of like a survivor series where it was six and six. There's Team Jabali and Team Kenny. and they showed that game. and that game looks stunning. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I didn't get to play it though because there was a massive line for that. and um uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. that line I stood in and other than that i think show from urpunky3k is a massive ddr fan so there were pictures and videos of cropping up here and there of him being in the in the Jibali Land open arcade where he was dancing to ddr but i think everybody else either scattered back to japan uh dragon lee went to back to mexico like that the next day to fight that night and the rest of the guys were just on vacation they, you know they were at the beach they were going to the gym they're just like actually relaxing before Cow palace this friday uh, the saturday night over in San Francisco.
0: Awesome. So now we're going to get into the matches real quick before we dive in. We have to talk about it because everybody's talking about it. The um, controversy surrounding one of the dark matches um, where someone who is a convicted sex offender um, wrestled. And um, all I want to say from a wrestling perspective, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a lot of people saying things like, oh, why didn't they check? Why didn't they they do a background check and all this stuff? The truth is um, the wrestling industry is still very much a carny show. And unless you're WWE, um, no one's doing a background check ever. Like literally, if you show up to a wrestling show with a guy who's already on the show and that guy who's on the show says, hey, I vouch for this homie. Uh, they're going to put that person on the show if they have a spot for them. They're not going to sit there and go, wait, what is that person's name? And then Google them. That might sound messed up to, to the rest of the world. I get it. But it's generally, it's not part of the culture. It's not a thought that people would have. Like, oh, wait, I should check if this person is a registered sex offender. Like, no one thinks to do that. They assume, like, all right, if somebody I do trust brought this person, they're fine. So I just want to say that part to the controversy because I do see that there's a lot of fans directing hate at Kenny um, and the truth is generally you know you don't read that's just like I said not really how it's set up and I will say that like from a parallel
2: path to, to speak in different terms like at comic cons at any panels that you're on or whatever or panels that I've been on myself as one of the panelists um, there are people that I don't know never heard of them mm-hmm. and they're like okay this person's going to be on the panel and sometimes I have time to look them up and sometimes I don't and right. you know I don't know immediately if someone's terrible. Right. And because I'm assuming the person who asked me on this, this panel is going to do their due diligence and not have a monster up there. Right. So, um, you know, I, and, and, and I think that, you know, if we're talking about like the progress of all this too, from a convention standpoint, we are only just now getting to the point where they're taking, like really taking people's safety seriously. Yeah. And this
0: was the first year that E3 has ever had like the kind of security that it had, which is insane when you think that it's been one of the biggest video game. I mean, sorry, one of the biggest conventions.
2: Yeah. And I I think that they assume we self-police or they assume everything's fine or whatever, whatever. They just don't, a lot of the the powers that be, or the people who are putting it together, they have so many other details on their, on their mind that they don't even think about people being terrible. Right. um, Until you as an audience bring it up and then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. That's a thing that I should
0: And I truly, I'm truly concerned that this will make, well, it's a concern and it's potentially leading to a positive. The concern is that it will leave New Japan to be like, see, that's why we don't do this stuff and not want to do any more fun things like this. Or potentially it will cause them to start treating it the way WWE does, where they do strongly vet anybody that they they let in. Because I know um, for the New Japan show that was out here, Um, You know, my boyfriend, Tyler Bateman, and his tag team partner got to wrestle um, Juice and Fit Finley's son, whose name I can never remember in time. Um, David Finley. Right. See, it's just not a a memorable name. Uh, But like they definitely did not sit there and Google my boyfriend real quick before he went up. They were just like, oh, yeah, these guys, these are guys. All right, cool. You know, it's just not it's not a part of the culture. And maybe it will become part now after this. I can hope for a positive ending yeah. to something that seems kind of terrible.
2: Yeah, it's a ter- like a not a great circumstance. But again, like the fact that people are actually paying attention to it and bringing awareness to it is a good first step. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's it.
0: I agree. Um, so the first, so oh, also one other thing, the dark matches were in fact supposed to be dark matches, not shown on the stream. But because the show was delayed due to technical issues, um, the they just showed them because they were like, people have been waiting an hour. Right. We need to just start showing matches. So it was, in fact, supposed to be two truly dark matches, um, but they were not, and they were broadcast. Um, as I said before, Cap'on was part of the the team, so I got a little bit of the info on what went wrong there. It was just basically that they're, norm- they're used to doing fighting game events, and this was a wrestling show, and there were differences. There were things with the camera that they hadn't considered, mm-hmm um so yeah stuff that they you know you never really know when you go to a convention building what's gonna happen yeah and most of the time I I just even now hearing that like I was just
2: imagining that like sometimes conventions are like yeah you have this time to this time to set it up but it's like literally the day of the event like they don't let you in the night before to do it which would make sense but Mm -hmm. they don't do that because it's like you have to pay for that extra time so it's like oh um you can only get you can get in here at noon Right. And then the floor opens at six. Mm-hmm. So you better have your stuff together or else you're just, right. you know.
0: And, and the company that did this, they put on normally really great um, fighting game tournament um, streams. Like they're they're the one I recommend to people whenever mm-hmm. someone asks me because they're really good. So um, it sounds like just they had a, a bunch of issues that, that weren't related to, oh, we're a shoddy company, yeah. but more related to we're doing something yeah. we've never done before. First time, man. First time. And I heard the commentary de- team, although potentially sounding awkward, did a lot better than some people who were getting paid to be commentary. Uh, I watched, I think, almost all the matches, I think, but
2: one. And that is a true fact.
0: So funny. Commentary is such a tricky thing. It is. Karen, how would you feel about the commentary?
1: Well, being there live, we didn't get to hear the commentary. I think it was just directly to the stream. Ah. Or I was just so focused on what was going on in the ring And getting lost in the match That I really wasn't paying attention to it But when I went back and listened to it I didn't, I wasn't familiar with The gentlemen who were giving the commentary But as a fan of wrestling If they're wrestling fans Or even if they're just play-by-play Fighting game fans They were pretty spot on And I really enjoyed listening to what they say Sometimes it's hard to listen to commentary Especially if it's bad commentary You know what I mean? But for me for, this is a prime example and I hate to use it, but I went to the Mae Young Classic last year and I loved yes. every single minute of it. And then I went to watch it on TV and yes. I'm like, I can't do this. Yes, I Yes, I cannot do <laughs> yeah. this. And it was heartbreaking for me. But, I, yeah. you know I, what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, just, it, their commentary accentuated with the action that was in the ring. It didn't detract from it. But again, for me, I'm used to New Japan watch, um, matches with Japanese commentary. So it was just it was kind of jarring for me at first, but I really enjoyed it when I went back and listened to it all.
0: That's great to hear. Yeah. Fighting game commentary is one of my favorite things, actually. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, we have a friend. I'll shout him out. Tasty Steve. What up, Tasty And Steve? Um, so this year at E3, I actually. Was oh, sorry. You cut out. Sorry, was, was he here at
1: CEO this weekend? Because I feel like I heard that name somewhere. He
0: might have been. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. He, d- he does travel to a lot of the events. So he's the one, I can't remember if I told the story on stream or not, that when I went into E3, I only had my lunch break. And I walk, what I tend to do every year at E3 is I walk around until I hear Tasty Steve's voice commentating something. Mm-hmm. And then I go to where I hear his voice. <laughs> and this year I walked around and instead of hearing Tasty Steve, I heard Xavier Woods. And I go there, and there's the New Day versus the Young Bucks. And then Tasty Steve does appear, <laughs> and he is part of it, and he is announcing, and I think he gets super kicked.
2: I didn't see the super kick. I keep forgetting to look for it.
0: Me too, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, I've developed a strong love for their commentary style, and um, I have received some pressure from friends like, to do commentary and i'm like just Just do it sarah (laughs) i really want to but i feel like for video games at least i need to learn my stuff but maybe i could be a fire pro wrestling commentator because i know wrestling names and you just gotta make
2: sure that you you get some nice like big reaction uh kind of noises yes, and things like the way that steve that, does yeah yes. that really uh, accentuates everything. <laughs> it's one of
0: the things him. that makes him great sorry to just like talk about tasty steve yeah. a whole bunch <laughs> but he's real <laughs> go listen to him if you never have he will get you so hype about a game and players you don't know anything about um so let's run through the matches real quick i want to talk. listen i want to talk about jabeli getting in there and wrestling oh that, my gosh <laughs> that is such a promoter thing to do yep. i'm throwing a wrestling show you think i ain't getting in that ring mm-hmm. and i'm gonna win <laughs> so he had actually torn his achilles tendon in training and decided like literally yeah. this past it happened yeah and he was like the show must go on yeah. show must go on <laughs> beautiful <laughs> thank, thank you thank um so <laughs> You know, he did about as well as I probably would have done. <laughs> I mean, it was, for,
2: for, I expected far less from him. And, and I, so I was like, okay, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do the, like, right. not, I mean, I figured he was training or whatever. I just wasn't, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So I, I, I it was, it was a nice little pat on the. On, you know, right. Like That's a,
0: usually the best way to go into anything. Yes. like If Real you don't know what to expect, then you can be pleasantly surprised. True facts. Um, I had to laugh at the fireman's carry slam, though, because uh, if you know wrestling at all, you're like, oh, and taking your own bump safely. <laughs> <laughs> um, So shout out to him getting to live his
2: dreams, yeah. man. That's what I support. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, a nice rainbow and a unicorn just passed <laughs> by him. when he, It was just like, always believe in yourself.
1: Believe like, it was like dream. a really...
2: It's a very care bear moment. I think. Was. Yeah,
1: the hardest part was when he picked up uh, Michael Nakazawa onto his shoulders, with everyone knowing the injury that he had. You just hear everyone go, "Ooh!" Yeah, like, yeah. We're just, like we're just like, "No, put put him down. Get back there. Like, put your foot up. Elevate it." Yep. I was him, I
2: was very concerned about that when he
1: picked him I up. Was I was like, "No!" Like, son, stop. You're doing great, sweetie, but stop. You're gonna hurt yourself more. I
0: just imagine you now as that meme with your phone out. You're doing great, sweetie, but but stop. But don't stop. I
1: I said that to Kenny Omega over the weekend. (laughs) Yes, good. Good.
0: Um, Liger and Rocky Romero had a match. I love both of these wrestlers. Yeah, it was a good match. I like them so much. Uh, What was it like when when you were watching? What was your experience?
1: All right. Well, here's the thing knowing that you have Rocky Romero, who's very much a hype guy, he's a great guy to open the match with. Or open the whole card with. The thing was that you have Jushin Thunder Liger. So we were thinking he was going to be later in the card. So when they open it with this match, everyone's just like, wait, wait, wait. We're doing this now? Right. And how do you top that? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) The heart's not ready for this. So what was lucky for me was that Rocky, you know, when Rocky comes down the aisle, he's doing his hype. He's throwing up his 3Ks. He's saying hey to everyone. Well, of course... In America with all the hot topic and all that, you know, there was like a sea of L.I.J. and Bullet Club shirts. And then there's me sitting there with my Rapungi 3K shirt and my matching hat. And he stops, he gives me a little hit and walks on by and I was like, I am living my best life in this moment. (laughs) And then Juice Thunder and Liger came out, and you could have swore, like, and NSYNC was walking out or whatever's popular now. My friends and I were like, it's Juice Thunder! We're like f- screaming our heads off because it's like a legend, it's just like dis- an angel has descended upon us. And <laughs> I will say that
2: my office is near where NSYNC got their star, and they still get them screams. So just I just had to works. laugh at
0: that, like, or whoever's who's popular, popular now, right now. Yeah, because yeah. I think neither of us would have noticed that you picked a group that's not even. Nope. They're happy. still popular like, in They're my still popular to
1: us. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard for me because, like, in a couple of months, or actually, no, a month and a half, I'm turning 39. So when people are like, oh, this, have you heard of this band? And I'm like, Who, who's that?
0: Granny doesn't I'm, listen to the young folk hippity hop anymore.
1: My <laughs> new kids on the block reunion tour, kids. <laughs> Get I, off my lawn! I will
2: say that I have been to almost all of the New Kids reunion tours. <laughs> I went for the, fir- the first one because I was like, "Oh, this will never happen again." And then the second one, my friend was like, "I already got his tickets," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I went to the <laughs> third one because <laughs> Boys to Men was going to be there, and I needed to see Boys to Men. Um, yes, you. And then, uh, and then they were at like the Hollywood Bowl for Paula Abdul, and I was like, "I'm not going to the Hollywood Bowl. That's just not a okay. thing that I'm doing." Anyway,
0: everyone has their limits, and you it, found yours. Yeah, for, yeah that is, is it? <laughs> for New Kids on the Block. Um, so then we had Gorillas of Destiny versus that guy I was talking about earlier, the two guys David Finley. <laughs> <laughs> David Finley and Juice Robinson. Man, I'll tell you what, I know that um Finley and, and Robinson are, are very over, but I hate Juice Robinson's gear with all my heart. And I hate his hair. And his so hair. Much. And his hair, yes. I hate in it. In person,
1: those tights, they're very
0: jarring, and I keep waiting for something <laughs> to go wrong with them. Ooh. Yeah, they're like all oh. I felt the same way when I saw them in person. I was just like, Bleh.
1: <laughs> I feel <laughs> seasick. <It's> like, there's <laughs> like fish panels <laughs> on the sides, and I'm like, I'm not seeing enough containment. <laughs> Ooh, I'm God. worried something's gonna go wrong.
0: <laughs> right. Fun fact that most people don't know in that match he had with um with Brody and Tyler Bateman. Um, he actually was knocked unconscious right before the finish, but played it off. Um, but, like, it looked like a moment where he basically put his face into Tyler Bateman's crotch. And happens. Bateman just kind of looked down for a moment, like, um... Don't remember calling blow me spot, but, uh and you know, they finished the batch, but that will always be my memory <laughs> of Juice. It's Momentarily it's unconscious. Pants, and then it's like, all right, take two, drop down, blow me, <laughs> well, <laughs> go for the pin.
1: Gives a whole new meaning to the phrase rest hold, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um Now I heard from somebody that they felt that the crowd wasn't reacting the way they were supposed to to the heel moments in this tag match. Do you feel the same or do you not even get what the, why they would say that?
1: Okay, to be fair, part of it is when I listen to audio, the audio doesn't match the the tension and the feeling within the arena. Mm. We were loud, we were on our feet, we were having a great time. Now, if you've noticed uh, in that stream, at one point, Tama grabs Finley and chucks him over the railing into the audience. Right by me and my friends. Yay! So there's this. There's a really tall white guy in the front row named Kyle. Kyle goes to all the NXT shows here in Orlando. Everybody knows who he is, and he's there with his adorable wife and her camera. At one point, Thomas just picks up Finley's head after he's thrown him over the railing, and he's like, "Make your wife take a picture of this." You <laughs> he was blaming Kyle for the fact that he just loved Juice and Finley so much that he's like, "This is your fault." Oh, but I like everyone. This. But it was just like him. Like people were cheering for Tama to like hurt him more, which is probably you know if you're gonna go by the don't cheer the heels mentality, it, probably not the best kind of thing. But it was. I enjoyed it. Well, it's hard too because <laughs> like just watching
2: that match, I liked God a lot. Like I liked them all. They came out and I was like, I'm into it. I'm I'm immediately into them.
1: So much charisma, like, yeah. like almost too much charisma.
2: Almost. I mean, and like, you know, they're just like, they wear regular gear. He just got a little sweet beard going on. It's nothing like fancy, but he's just, they're just the best. You don't need
1: to be fancy. They got the right amount of grit, but they're still pretty. You know That's what I'm saying? Exactly.
0: I'm about it. <laughs> I'm saw,
1: here for it. When you said that,
0: I saw Tamara's eyes like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah. And not, neither of them have dreads. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, juice. Man, Ugh. I
2: can't. I can't. I can't deal with it, man. I can't.
0: Um, There's a cat in the studio and we had like a slight bonding moment. And then the cat was like, also, here's some spit for your hand. Goodbye. (laughs) Nice. Um, You know what? I'll take that blessing. So Jeff Cobb and Chase Owens had a match. Um, Jeff Cobb is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's he's a wonderful, thick, wholesome boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just got that that thick, wholesome strength.
2: Yeah, it was a good, again, just nothing but good matches. Tens across the board.
0: Anything else we should add to that, Karen? Just too thick. Uh, <laughs> well, doing yeah,
1: even the one spot where Cobb gets thrown into the railing by by uh, Ch- uh by Chase. Uh huh. That was my my kneecap stopped the barricade from. Oh, like, oh no. It, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, if I'm going to go leave this world, it's it can be by the sliding of one wonderful Hawaiian boy. It's fine.
0: I guess that's fair. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel the same. There are
1: worse ways to go. <laughs> Um, and then that match, there was a lot of um, Chase was really playing up to the crowd and, and like like bartering with the ref and trying to get trying to get out of the match any way he could, and the crowd really fed into that.
0: Awesome. I am happy to hear. Do you feel like the crowd was mostly
1: wrestling fans? Would you say? I think the crowd in the immediate ring section were the people that were there as soon as it went on sale, fighting for tickets to get those good seats. I think there was a significant number of people who were curious or were, you know, we actually had some people that were, I ran into some people. I'm like, how was the show? And they're like, well, this is the first time I've ever been to a wrestling show. I'm like, what'd you think? And they're like, I really liked it. So it was cool because it gave that crossover and they have pulled in some fans that probably wouldn't consider going to a wrestling show if it wasn't like basically dropped in their lap. Right. And the card that they were given it was a fraction of the New Japan roster, and it was a fantastic card.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think people were really surprised by how good the card was. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Like, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I, you know, it wasn't just that. Oh, you know, you got some of some New Japan wrestling. They got like, like most of the top
1: right. dudes. Like, yeah. and
2: that that to me is like, you know, that's a great. Um, it's
1: a it's a coup. Yeah, it is a coup. Well, Well, here's the interesting thing is that on the same night, Ring of Honor was running a show and Kushida and the Bucks and the other half of LIJ, um, Sonata, Evil and Bushi, they were there. And over in the UK for that Friday and Saturday, they were running a a Rev Pro uh, New Japan show. So the rest of the Japanese roster was over there. So they were running in three different places on two continents in the same night. That's an awesome Awesome feather in neck yeah. cap. Try and take over. Take it over. Well, at the same time, WWE was doing their, Tok- uh, I think it was a Tokyo Tour. So they basically switched continents. <laughs> WWE took SmackDown to Tokyo and then New Japan's like, well, if that's going to happen, we'll just send everybody to the States. <laughs> Fine. Fine, be that way. <laughs> Fine, be that
0: way. Um, So the, the next match was Taguchi, Dragon Lee um, versus Roppongi 3K. See,
1: these are your boys. what do you think these of the These are match? my boys. Oh my gosh. So... I didn't know who Dragon Lee was until I watched the Best of the Super Juniors last month, and like this was like a Best of the Super Juniors. Some of all of my favorites all thrown into the ring at the same time. I could not get like I know everyone's going to talk about how great the main event was. This was the match that made it for me for the night.
0: I yeah, I've heard some other people say that too. Like the main and the semi were both really awesome.
1: Yeah, no, it was really cool to finally see all four of these guys live for the first time, especially after coming off that wave of the best of the super juniors. Um, But yeah, my boys, my boys didn't eke out the win, but they had a great strong showing and then Rocky came in and it was great.
0: Yay. I love it. I also just, I'm a sucker as an anime fan for like, um, not boy love in the sense of actual boy love, but just like love between men. You know, yes. like the caring, sweet, yeah, friendships kind of like peak friendships, friendships. right? Yeah. Like mentorships. and being like, these, these are my guys. I just, I don't know. They're I my, love it. I love
2: them, and these are my people. And we hug, and then we just, fight and punch people. That's, that's like peak anime.
0: That's so. Peak anime. It's yeah. true. That, yeah. Well, that's why I love the the main event. Yes, the Golden Lovers. I love them. Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. So <laughs> okay, so when they first.
2: Okay, so when when they first were getting back together, I remember seeing somebody on my timeline freaking out about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so this is a thing that's big. We're gonna we're gonna see about it. We're gonna see what this is all about. So some so I, then there was a a whole package about the whole moment, and then there was another. There was a documentary about their first practice together after reuniting, and I immediately was like, I love them, and I will stand for them forever.
0: Yes, my friend. <laughs> she's online. Pasta salsa. Is actually, I think she's the one who got me into their story because mm. Kenny Omega. I love her,
1: she's so yes, great. She's
0: awesome. Kenny Omega has ugly hair, and it's made it hard for me to like him over the over the years. <laughs> and I've had to like kind of be pulled into the Kenny Omega like.
2: Well, when you when you think about the think about him as he is his own version of his video game self. And like like he he crafted this at sometime in in between the ninety-eight to two thousand and one era and he's just really living in that peak moment. It right. all makes
0: sense. You're right. It makes sense. Yeah. It just it wasn't for me. I didn't yes. like yeah. it. it was understandable. Um, but she posted like a GIF story just explaining their entire, you know, story of like being friends and then getting together and then breaking up and then being kind of star crossed and never being able to wrestle each other again and then coming back together. So she's the one who actually Got me into the golden lovers. Karen, do you have a golden lovers story?
1: <laughs> do I have a golden lover story? I think just I following from when Kenny was challenging for the Belt against Okada. And then, you know, I've been following with being the elite, like that like that added layer of storytelling that they don't tell on actual New Japan television. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching at some ungodly hour when the actual moment of reunion happened. And I'm like sitting in my house, my dogs look wondering what's wrong with me because I'm crying my eyes out over yeah. it. I'm like, oh, I just love wrestling. This is so <laughs> <laughs> Like, It's like watching a soap opera. I'm just like, whatever this is, I don't care. Just give me more of it. Give it more, like just just, just pop it in my veins, just straight up. Mm-hmm. It's fine.
0: Give me some of that good. Sh- um, <laughs> so what did, what did you think of this match?
1: Well, it was from the entrance it, it, everyone was just so hyped for it. It was cool to see Hiromu come out with the best of Super Juniors trophy, Daryl Jr with his little lucha mask and the the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Naito was being Naito and doing Naito things and I love him for it. Uh so we were in the my friends and I our seats were in the corner with LAJ. Um when Kenny walked out with the belt, you could have swore the building was about to burn to the ground. It was so hot in there, like Hot in a good way, not like like sweating like you're paid for it hot. Sure, sure. But it was just, it was such a look when he walked out on the stage. We're just like, ooh. Oh, yes, please. Thank you, sir. And then Coda just coming along with him. It, oh, oh, the match was high intensity, fast paced. And we didn't realize it until probably that match that there was the over the camera ring. Or the over, sorry, over the ring camera. Yes. Where- <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't even know how to correct you because sure. I know. <laughs> I'm so, I'm just so caught up in it. I'm like, wait, they're showing what, like the aerial view of this match? There's like bodies everywhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: I so- do love that camera in Lucha Underground. It's a
1: good one. It's a good
0: one. Um, speaking of Naito, he's the one who, the first time I saw him, this was before I had a boyfriend, so if he listens, he can't get mad. I was like, that like scrubby dad looking guy. <laughs> that's, that's the one I'd bang. Like, it's something about him. It just seems like he'd probably, like, I don't know, choke me daddy or something. I was into it. He just looks like a bum. But something well, about his his heelish ways. Well, Tamara knows my brand. Yeah. Yeah. That
2: is 100% on brand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, I ain't going to judge. It's fine. Yeah, there so on brand. was also
0: a wrestler who looked like an elf. Okay. And he that's was also, on as well. also on brand. Also on brand. It's Tanahashi.
1: Mm-hmm. I, oh, I sure. love I love the ace. I love him so much. Yeah, he
0: had like a ponytail and this big um, armor looking cape on. And I was Good, just like, yes. who is this elf in general?
1: <laughs> Capes, man. So, never underestimate the power. Every single time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when, when when Naito was getting in the ring, it was interesting because the ring announcer and the cameraman that was on, the, on that side of the ring. I don't know if they were familiar with Naito's style of like kind of. Razzing them and giving them a hard time. They were tra- he was trying to make them open the ring ropes for him, and then he just kind of dropped down and rolled under the ring, and they were just like, "Wait, what are you doing?" He's like, "No, that's that's, 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 thing. that's <laughs> a thing." That that's, does. That, that's totally a thing. um But he had he had this really sweet like Los Angeles to uh shirt with like an American flag on it, and I'm like. I want that shirt. Can I have that shirt, please? Because it looked really cool, and I'm wondering if they're gonna be selling it at Cow Palace this weekend. Because if so, if there's anybody out there who wants to get me one, yeah. I, uh, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't say no to it. Shout out,
0: Shout somebody out. give Karen a shirt. I also saw Brandy Rhodes had a Bullet Queen uh, purse. Yeah, and I was uh, like, hey,
1: that's, that's a bit much. <laughs> no, but
0: but it's, not for me. I'll listen,
1: take
2: it. <laughs> you you got to get that get in where you fit in, man. Get that sweet sweet designs happening. Sweet sweet designs coming
1: soon to hot topic everywhere.
0: Listen, Hot Topic has some very quality plastic wear. So. <laughs> it's true. I actually, someone posted a picture of my Hot Topic shirt yesterday. It's a cat riding a dragon. Uh, and I get a lot of love for that shirt. And it was in their bin, their like $12 bin or something. Um, shout out to Hot Topic. So <laughs> um, any, any other thoughts about the event before we move on to the overall, like sounding like we're experts in knowing what we're talking about? Anything mm. else cool happen?
1: Um... In the, in the, during the show itself or the, or the overall weekend experience? did the overall weekend experience. Um, I don't remember last year going as late as it did on the finals day, but we were in the main event arena until about two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think Smash ran over Mm -hmm. and then as a result, Dragon Ball Z fighter ran over and then by the time, and then when they went to do Street Fighter at the very end, it was people were on that like maybe their third win by that point. Yeah, but yeah.
0: Yeah. sometimes it gets like that, and you're like, "Why has this got to start at six a.m.? I'm sleepy." And then you're like, "This is why. I was, <laughs> this is why." So that we don't go till two a.m.
1: But it was cool because I went with friends who were into wrestling, but not very familiar with the fighting game community or esports as a whole. And when they saw how that there were entrances for the top eights and there were, you know, m- and music and people were like making, holding up signs and chanting their names, like like a, a what you would consider a quote unquote normal sporting event. Like they knew who these people were and it was just like, it was just very interesting to watch it with someone who's never experienced it before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the things that I love if, if you're listening, if you've never been to an FDC event, try to get to one of the bigger ones. It feels like You know, something so small, playing video games, right? Most of us have played at least one fighting game with a cousin or a a sibling or, or best friend. And seeing it elevated to that top level, it's fun. It's really, you get caught up in the hype in the moment.
1: Yeah, and it was just really, I just had a great time. And I really didn't even watch that much of the actual bracketed gameplay other than the finals. Because I was milling about with my friends and, you know, trying to wait in restaurants to eat and stuff like that. But... Two of the things that really stood out to me that were more just like a personal note when we were at the Fire Pro Wrestling um, World booth, the director of the game was there and he was like, he opened a challenge. He's like, if you want to play the game against me, go ahead. So I actually got to sit and play the game against the director of the game at, at, from Spike Chunsoft, That's which so was awesome. so cool. That's and it so cool. wasn't, I got to play as Kushida, which I later explained to him was that he was the wrestler who got me into new Japan. And th- as we were playing the game, he told me, he's just like, well, you know, we have that new Japan uh, crossover shirt. That's only in Japan. I'm like, yeah, I know. I've been trying to figure out a way to get one. And he's like, let me give it to you. So he actually, <laughs> he gave me his only, uh, back to the future. Get critical. Kushida, uh, fire pro shirt. Oh my God. that's so as cool. a Thank you for hanging out at the booth with my friends and playing the games. And we, mm-hmm. uh, my friends and I were some of the only people who got to challenge Kenny and Coda to a 10 minute death match of fire pro wrestling. Ooh,
0: that's really really cool.
1: So I can say, in in a sense, that I wrestled 10 minutes with the Golden Lovers. Yes. to a, I did not lose, but our, our poor Tanahashi and Kushida got all bloodied up and blown up. And wow. <laughs> the baseball bat's quite aggressive. Because <laughs> it's, it's a bit much.
0: It's my um, favorite sentence. Yes. The baseball bat was quite aggressive. It was quite
1: aggressive. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take credit for it. My friend Whitney said that to me after the game. <laughs> I, I'm like, you need to tweet that because people are gonna love it. And sure enough, everyone's just like, that's the probably the best way to describe it. Um and then if where else was there? I don't know if there was anything else. Oh, after the tag match with rapongi 3K and Toguchi and Lee, uh, Rocky was down at the ring and he's like trying to like console his boys, but you know, he's Rocky, he's fired up, and he's screaming, This is BS. But you know, he didn't actually say the word, the, the BS, he said the words. But when he said it, he was looking across the ring right at me.
0: <laughs>
1: so I agreed with him and I said, Yeah, this is BS. And then he's like, Yeah, and he said it again. And he, he tells the boys to look over at me, so I wave at them. <laughs> and I'm like, fangirl ever guys that are the 10 years younger than me it's fine but yeah it was a moment and they <laughs> they can get in the club it's fine Find <laughs> me in the club or poggy 3k bub <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. but yeah no, it, it was just such it was just a weekend of moments with me and my yeah, friends and it, just-
0: it sounds like it sounds like an amazing experience so that's that's really awesome and speaking of experiences we've seen this one we saw like i said the young bucks and the new day at E three. And we've seen a lot of interesting crossovers start to happen. And so I can't wait to see what else happens between the wrestling world and the video game world. And, and hopefully the controversy of this week does not dim the beauty of this week and, and the event overall.
1: I think if anything, that particular point will make people putting on events like this who are casual fans or curious about the wrestling business to be more aware Mm -hmm. of what they're getting into you know what i mean yeah and i and and, oh oh, go ahead i was gonna say
2: i and i I do think that like you know wrestling like most other nerd spaces haven't been very insular up till now and they're trying to get more people in and as more people come in there's going to be a different consideration about how things are put together
1: yeah, I think it's 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 impressive to see the, the kind of traction in the mainstream that these kinds of what used to be considered subcultures are getting now. Yeah. And that it's it's gaining a lot of interest. So I hope, hopefully, the people that care about not just the business side but the community side of it will work together to make it a better environment. Yeah. Just so we can be able to expand it more and bring in more fans and make it more accessible to people um it, as opposed to gatekeeping it and making it very like this is our space this is our thing you stay over there you know what i mean definitely all
0: right karen thank you so much for talking to us about your experience at ceo Cross new japan and now tamara has an announcement a new thing we're doing yes before we end this particular broadcast
2: we wanted to give a shout out to Robin, Marty, Leo, and David for donating to our studio fund. Thank you very much. We love you. Thank you for visiting our Kofi. You the best. And giving our Kofi
0: some love. Our Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Bye bye.
2: And be
0: sure to follow us everywhere tomorrow. Where can people find you? You can
2: find me on the Instagrams and the Twitters
0: at Misfits Tomorrow. And you can find women wrestling friends at women wrestling F we're also on Instagram, but we need you to hack it so we can get back on there. Cause we have lost control. No idea. Thank you so much for listening guys. Be sure to tune in two weeks from now. If I knew that date, I'd tell it to you, but it's just, it's two weeks from now, figure it out. Um, or whenever you listen to this, like two weeks from now in a day, maybe or something, you Sometime. know, it'll be like that. Anyway, if you want us to do more stuff and you can't donate and for some reason, you don't want to give us a five star, consider giving us a retweet it would really help us out. Yes and, and uh, let us build let yes us, let us
2: go forth let we're trying us... to
0: build something here all, or hack our instagram whatever do for i good, mean do for evil
2: let us know when you hack it i mean like that's an extra step that i assume that you guys know but i just want to throw that
0: out thank there. no it's good that you pointed it out because yeah, I, mean, I, I probably should have said yeah it. I'm just, you know, no. all right guys we'll talk to you in two weeks see you later <laughs> bye <laughs>